Now a man was ill, Lazarus from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who had anointed the Lord with perfumed oil and dried his feet with her hair. It was her brother, Lazarus, who was ill. So the sisters sent word to him, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Mary and her sister and Lazarus, so he heard that when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you, and you want to go back there? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? If one walks during the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks at night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. He said this and then told them, Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I am going to awaken him. So the disciples said to him, Master, if he is asleep, he will be saved. But Jesus was talking about his death while they thought he would have meant ordinary sleep. So then Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died, and I am glad for you that I was not there, that you may believe. Let us go to him. So Thomas, called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go to die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, only about two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. And she said this. 
she went and called her sister Mary secretly, saying, The teacher is here and is asking for you. As soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and went to him, for Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still where Martha had met him. So when the Jews were with her in the house comforting her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out, they followed her, presuming, presuming that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind have done something so that this man would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me because of the crowd here. I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial cloths, bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, Untie him and let him go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. One of the questions that we all ponder from the moment that we can begin critically thinking about life is, what is this life, what is this world going to be like that I am going to pass into when I die? Is there a heaven? And of course, today we are definitely assured that there is. Today is the third scrutiny for our left, and they're going to be fully coming into the church. And this is the question that they are asked to ponder, but we are also asked to ponder that same question as we prepare next week for Passion Sunday, and then we go into Holy Week, and we 
what a great time for us to think about that reality. Our readings are all filled with what happens to us in the afterlife, not necessarily what happens, that there is a resurrection. And what that resurrection, resurrected life is, is a great mystery. But we have been given some signs and we have been given some, a little bit to think about of what it probably will be like. The Apostle Paul provides thoughts on the resurrection in our second reading. And he says, if the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit dwelling in you. So the question that all of us are asked to ponder is, how is that spirit doing in me? Is it alive? And that's what our prayer, fasting, and almsgiving has been a way to, for us to focus on how we can become more alive in Christ. Our first reading is another indication from the prophet Ezekiel. He has a vision of the resurrected life. And we heard that he says, Oh, my people, I will open your graves and have you rise from them. And then just two verses later, he says, I will put my spirit in you that you may live. This is the same spirit that talk, Paul is talking about today in our second reading. It's the spirit which is at the heart of our search as we prepare for the resurrection of our Lord. Both as we think about the resurrection of our Lord and the resurrection of our own bodies. It's this life that gives us hope. These readings are filled with hope. And it's a hope of being in eternal union with God. And that's what our gospel message is about today with the resurrection of Lazarus. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And just as he called Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth, he calls us to all of us from the sepulcher of our sins, from the grave, because sin leads to death in the spiritual life. And Lent is that opportunity. The Spirit is alive in each one of us to the extent that we allow Him to be alive in each one of us, to the extent that we cooperate with His grace. And we're called to be these disciples of Christ and take Christ into the world. He assures us that Christ is with us in our second reading. So how do we become more fully alive in Christ? And how does he bring life to our mortal bodies? He does that by breathing into us his life through the sacraments. He breathed life into us at baptism. He'll breathe life into you at baptism, the elect when you come in on Easter. He breathes life to us through all the sacraments. And we know what happens after our baptism. We have sin that creeps into each one of our lives. And thank goodness there is a cure for the death of our spirituality. 
and it is in the beautiful gift of reconciliation. Our church fathers actually called our reconciliation our second baptism. Sin produces that death in us, but then life is breathed back into us. When we go to that priest in the confessional booth, it's actually the Holy Spirit that's speaking to us. Through the priest, it's Jesus who heals us and forgives us. And just like Jesus calling Lazarus back from death to life, Jesus calls us from the sepulcher again of our sins and through that sacrament brings us life. And then we have to journey through this life. And this life can be difficult. My dad, um, who reminded me at uh, untimely death of one of our nephews, says that, you know, Joe, life at its very longest is really very short. And it's true. He's 92 years old, but he probably wonders where that time went, don't you, Dad? <laughs> and through this holy sacrifice of the Mass, we're given the sustenance to be able to journey through this life. And it, Jesus comes to us in that ordinary bread and wine, and through the Holy Eucharist, Jesus calls us again for, and he unties the wrappings, the bindings, the things that are keeping us and separating us from him, and he frees us. So let us prepare now as we come to receive him to ask what type of bindings are keeping us separated from Christ that we might be able to really, really enjoy in the joyous occasion of Easter, which is just two weeks away.